Hello and welcome to 52 Years of Hurt, a World Cup podcast commemorating 52 years since England last won the World Cup. I'm Richard Carey and on today's show we'll be previewing the tournament. We're just days away from the action and every Tuesday, Friday and Sunday within the tournament I'll be providing you with up- all the updates from Russia, all the goings on in every single match in the World Cup. Yes, we're not just covering England, we're covering everything. Well, hopefully everything. As I said, this is a preview. We're going to go through the um, tournament. Um, give I'll give my predictions of who I think is going to win uh, and who's going to win every group, who's going to qualify for that. But we have to start with a bit of maths. This is a stats. This is the 21st World Cup. The first one was hosted by Uruguay in 1930 and they also won the, the inaugural competition. It's the first World Cup in Russia and the Russia has returned to Europe after a 12-year absence. We had Brazil last time out, South Africa the time before and Germany back in 2006, last time it was in Europe. The host cities are Moscow, Kaliningrad, St. Petersburg, Sochi, Rostov-on-Don, Volgograd, Saransk, Samara, Kazan, Ekaterinburg, and Nizhny Novgorod. They all sound like places out of uh, Metal Gear Solid 3, don't they? You know, when you're in that sort of Russian jungle environment. The tournament starts proper on Thursday the 14th of June with the knockout stages beginning on Saturday the 30th of June and the final that's on Sunday the 15th of July at the slightly earlier time than usual of 4pm. Now Brazil have the most World Cup wins, they have five, they won it in 1958, 1962, 1970, that was three out of four World Cups, 1994 and most recently 2002. Defending champions are Germany and they've won it four times, 1954, 1974, 1990 and of course 2014. And they have the second most uh, World Cup wins along with Italy who won it in 1934, 1938, 1982 and 2006. But they're the only past World Cup winners not even in this tournament, that's how bad Italy did. There's 32 teams in the tournament and that will be staying that way in four years time in Qatar. But in 2026, we'll be having a 48-team tournament, 16 groups of three. So the teams will play the same amount of matches, but there'll be significantly more World Cup to watch. 14 teams are from Europe, five from Africa, five from South America, four from Asia, three from North America, and one from Australia. Good day, mate. And nine countries competed in the Eurovision Song Contest 2018 Grand Final, and that includes Australia. So it wasn't just limited to Europe. And that was the stats. Hope you enjoyed them. So before we get to our preview, I thought we would have a bit of fun first. We have a bit of a quiz. You love a bit of quiz, don't you? Everybody loves a quiz. So the quiz is called In or Out, and it's really simple. I'm going to read out 12 names of footballers who have previously played for, for their country at international level. All you've got to tell me is who got into the squad and is at the World Cup and who did not get in the squad and is out of the World Cup. So it's in for in the squad, out for not in the squad. So I'm going to read these out and and you can play along at home and tweet us at 52 Years World Cup uh, and let us know how you got on. And we'll be giving the results a little bit later in the show. 
So here we go. Number one is Javier Hernandez, aka Chitarito for Mexico. Is he in or out? Number two, Zlatan Ibrahimovic for Sweden. Number three, Cesc Fabregas for Spain. Number four, Javier Mascherano for Argentina. Number five, David Luiz for Brazil. Number six, Alvaro Morata for Spain. Number seven, Manuel Neuer for Germany. Number eight, Raja Nangolan from Belgium. Number nine, Nani for Portugal. Number 10, Gonzalo Higuain for Argentina. Number 11, Olivier Giraud for France. And number 12, Tim Cahill for Australia. Now, don't Google it, because that's cheating, and you don't want to be a cheater now. Let's play it straight and give me a tweet at 52 Years World Cup. And let me know how you got on later in the show when we'll be reviewing the score. So give it a go now. Maybe even pause this, because you never know when I might accidentally give a spoiler out. And then you'll have the answers a bit later on. So how this is going to work, we're going to go through all the groups and I'm going to be picking out the particular teams, the ones to watch and that sort of thing. We start with Group A and we have to really start with the hosts. It's fair to say Russia have been in a bit of hot water recently. Um, so apart from, you know, the whole US election possible Russian interference in that. There's also been uh, poisoning in Salisbury, which the Russians were accused of doing. And really, it's kind of a political hotbed. Other than that, um, on the football side of things, two years ago at Euro 2016, there was some um, sort of crowd violence between Russian fans and England fans, which almost got both teams kicked out of the tournament. Now, I'm very happy that... Uh, England and Russia are not in the same group because I think that would be horrible. Uh, so thank goodness that hasn't happened. Really, you've got to hope that Russia are just rubbish enough that they'll just go out in the first round and that'll be it. And that will we'll hear of the problems with Russia. Hopefully there won't be any anyway. It'll be nice and peaceful. That'd be good. Other teams in Group A include Uruguay, Egypt. Uh, Mo Salah's in that one. Uh, has been picked in the squad and can play. He did have a little bit of a scare in the Champions League final with an injury, but it does seem like he's going to be fit for the World Cup. Be interesting to see how fit he is though, because if you follow England over the years, they've had a few scares. We've had a few times where people like David Beckham, Wayne Rooney, they were injured for, for, before a tournament that came back to the tournament and they weren't quite as good as they could have been. It's obviously a slight worry that Salah could come back to the tournament and not actually be effective at all fourth team in Group A is Saudi Arabia. They're controversial for their own reasons as well. Um, with the government, um, they only recently let women drive, so not exactly progressive. They're not really expected to do anything in this tournament. In fact, they rank outsiders at 2,000 to 1. So, time to predict what I think will happen in Group A. Um, I think Uruguay are going to top this one. I, um, I just think, you know, they've got the quality to do that and I think Egypt will come second I think Mo Salah will get them over the line I don't think they're going to win the group I'd be surprised if they did I think third Russia will come third because I think they'll beat Saudi Arabia which will be the big sort of opening game so oh yeah we won we won propaganda yeah yeah we will beat Saudi Arabia and Saudi Arabia will end the group at the bottom <gasps> Ronaldo! 
So let's go on to Group B. Oh, we've got an interesting one. It's one of the first matches in the tournament on Friday. It's going to be an Iberian derby between Spain and Portugal. Oh, yeah. Portugal, last three World Cups. In 2014, they got knocked out in the group stage. At 2010, they got knocked out in the last 16 to Spain. And in 2006, they lost the semi-final to France. But perhaps the most important thing of all is that they won Euro 2016 when nobody thought they would. In terms of the odds, you know, Portugal are way out there. They are 28 to 1 to win. So if I was a betting person, I would actually think about putting some money on Portugal. Because you know they're either going to tank out straight away. They're going to go out in the first round. Or they're going to go like semi-finals, possibly more. They have such a good record in the Euros. The World Cup record is slightly worse. But I still think they're kind of written off a little bit too much. And they do have the best player in the world, Cristiano Ronaldo there. But obviously, one team a squad does not make. Let's have a look at Spain, the last three World Cups. 2014 got knocked out of the group stage, really disappointing, showing that included a 5-1 defeat to the Netherlands. In 2010, of course, they won, and that was a sort of sandwiched between two European Championship wins. And in 2006, they were knocked out in the last 16 by France. So in the players, obviously, they have the best goalkeeper in the world, David De Gea of Manchester United. has been an absolute tear, probably um, was the person who actually made United finish second as opposed to sixth in the table. A lot of Nachos in their defence. They've got Nacho Monreal and Nacho Fernandez. It'll be interesting to see how Spain get on actually. Didn't have a good tournament last time out. Obviously that they had a pretty amazing dominant run where they had the super team of sort of 2008-2012. They are in terms of odds, they are one, two, three, fourth favourite at 13 to 2. Actually they've got equal odds. These are odds based from Odds Checker as of uh, Saturday, the 9th of June. And Spain are 13 to 1 e- at even odds with uh, France on that one. The other teams in Group B include Iran, number one, and Morocco. A lot of North African teams actually qualified from that region this time around. It usually isn't always that way, but fair play to the North African teams. I think it's going to finish. I think Spain's going to come out on top. I'm looking forward to that Spain-Portugal match. I hope it's not a boring match because it could well be. They they have been known to be quite defensive, so there's always a possibility that it could be quite defensive again. I think Portugal will scrape into seconds. It's it's not a you know it's not a done deal with Portugal. They almost they would have gone out of the Euros had it been two teams going through. So it's not a done deal. They'll get out of their group. Iran coming third, the 750 to one out outsiders, and Morocco in fourth place. Bonjour, you cheese-eating surrender monkeys! And so we swiftly move on to Group C. This is the one that has France in. You've got to say for France, how disappointing was it two years ago when they got knocked out of Euro 2016 and were runners-up in that? own backyard they hosted the tournament it seemed destined for them to win you know they won last time they hosted a tournament in france in 98 and it just didn't happen this time and that was a massive disappointment for them but in the last three world cups they got knocked out in the quarterfinals by germany back in 2014 they got knocked out in the group stages in 2010 had a bit of a mare that one but that was the one they controversially qualified for with the handball from thierry henry 
and they are runners-up to Italy back in 2006. That was the one with the infamous Zidane headbutt. The squad includes the Tottenham keeper Hugo Lloris, Steve Mandana from Marseille, who seems to have been there like forever. Like I remember him being there when Fabian Barthez was in the squad. And up front, we've got the likes of Olivier Giroud, Anton Griezmann, who was a top scorer at Euro 2016, and Kylian Mbappe of Paris Saint-Germain, who was one of their... I think they spent a lot of money on him, just like they spent a lot of money on Neymar. In terms of the odds, I did mention it in passing before, they're 13-1, to 1, um, so they're third joint, third favourites to win the tournament. And, you know, I think they're a pretty good chance. Um, it all depends on those big games and obviously not bottling it last like they did last time others in group c include the south american peru side who i think might be a bit of a dark horse we've also got denmark and australia so i mean australia haven't got good odds at all they've they've got uh they're 750 to one so not expected to do a lot at all so my prediction for group c is it's going to be france at the top Peru second, Denmark third, and Australia fourth. We move on to Group D, and we'll start off by talking about Argentina. What's quite interesting about Argentina is uh, is Lionel Messi is in the squad. And actually, two years ago, when I did my last podcast, I announced that Lionel Messi had retired from international football because he had at the time after um, Argentina failed to win Copa America. Turns out he's unretired himself for one final World Cup. Uh, in the last three World Cups, Argentina at 2014 were the runners-up and they got knocked out by Germany in the final. In 2010, they lost in the quarterfinals to Germany. And in 2006, guess who they lost to in the quarterfinals? It was only bloody Germany. So for goodness sake, if you're Argentina, you want to avoid Germany like the plague. Um, in terms of the odds, Argentina... Are oh, ten to one, which is not bad. They're fifth favourites to win it. Uh, I think they could be quite determined this time because you know it is Messi's last go at it, and Cristiano Ronaldo does have a, a winner's medal in terms of the Euro. So, will Messi be able to get a World Cup? Will he be able to put himself on that level that Maradona was on? We will only find out in a short space of time. They're joined in Group D by Croatia, the checkered-loving, um, shirt-wearing country. In the last three World Cups in 2014, they got knocked out in the group stage. Bit of a disappointing one there. In 2010, they didn't even qualify for the tournament. And in 2006, they got knocked out of the group stage, so they'll be hoping to get past that hurdle this time. I always find with Croatia, they usually play really well when they have one match where they're really, really good. But they never seem to consistently keep it up. Um, you know, last at the Euros, they actually beat Spain. And then they immediately lost against Portugal, which was so disappointing. Because I actually thought they had a kind of a clean run at it there. If they would have put, got past the Portugal hurdle. They, and that was, the, that was the worst match in the tournament, that Croatia-Portugal match. I think it, they had no shots on target to like the second half of extra time. Uh, we've also got Iceland in there who, you know, were the, were quite the team sort of the standout team of Euro 2016 they got to the quarterfinals and they happened to knock out a certain little country called England in the second round um, so that was a big thing and they, they they're absolutely amazing and then we have Nigeria who have the best kit in the competition 
look it up online google it have a look at that nigeria kit and just marvel at it it's amazing they should just win the group based on if it, if this group was based on kits nigeria would be top without a shadow of a doubt but it's not it's on football playing ability so you know they'll have to see what they can do how's group d gonna finish i've gone for an interesting one i think Croatia's gonna win the group argentina will come second iceland will come third and nigeria fourth i could way be wrong with this i think that group d is a group of death you look at the, the quality of all those sides it could go anyway and iceland are the the banana skin team i would say of any sort of uh, side in this competition that easily the big teams could lose against So let me tell you about a couple of things we're going to try and do throughout the tournament. Uh, one is, um, obviously you, you know we've got the video assistant referee, aka VAR, in this tournament. So we're going to have a VAR watch. We will be looking at the decisions that the video assistant referee has made and decide whether they're right or whether they're wrong and we'll have a big argument about VAR. We'll also be doing a thing called Pub World Cup. I will be going to different pubs throughout the tournament trying their local ales and drinks of other other kinds and reporting back on my findings because I think this is going to be quite fun. So uh, look out for that along the way. Get ready, Brazil. I now speak fluent Spanish. Well done, Bart. But in Brazil, they speak Portuguese. Forget every word, boy. It's useless. But Homer... I said forget it. Now on to Group E. We have the last time hosts in this one, Brazil, who in 2014, they got knocked out by the semi-finals by Germany in a very memorable match. I think really the standout match from 2014 was um, Germany thrashing them 7-1, though Neymar was uh, out of that match. In 2010, they got knocked out in the quarterfinals by the Netherlands. In 2006, they also got knocked out in the quarterfinals by France. Their squad includes Casimiro of Real Madrid, Fernandinho, Man City, Portolino, Barcelona, Neymar front from Paris Saint-Germain, of course, and Gabriel Jesus, or Jesus if you like, from Man City. Roberto Firmino up front at Liverpool as well. Uh, and obviously Coutinho of Barcelona. So they've got a very strong uh, attacking front in terms of all that they're actually the favorites for this competition nine to two favorites to win it personally i'm not really sure if i see them winning it um i just I'm just trying to envision it i'm just like well how's that gonna happen and i'm struggling to be honest i just maybe i'll be wrong and maybe brazil will be ridiculously good i mean they have so many options up front you know they could probably just outscore anybody if, if they really wanted to also in group e we have switzerland Switzerland are the sort of masters of getting to the second round of a competition. They always seem to be able to do it by any means necessary, even if it's through nil-nil boring draws or just very good defensive strategy. Costa Rica, also in this, Kilar uh, Neves, um, the Real Madrid keeper, is their goalkeeper. They lost a warm-up match to England. And Serbia, I don't really know too much about Serbia, to be honest with you. Apart from it used to be Serbia-Montenegro and it used to be uh, Yugoslavia back when it was, that was a thing. My prediction for this group is Brazil are going to win it, Switzerland second, Costa Rica third and Serbia in last place. This is my offer. I think you'll find it's most unfair, but those are the breaks. But uh, Mr. Barnes says this is half of what we paid you. That's my final offer. Take it or leave it. All right, Mr. Barnes. You win. 
but beware, we Germans aren't all smiles and sunshine. Ooh, the Germans are mad at me. I'm so scared. Ooh, the Germans. Uh oh, the stop Germans it. are coming to get me. Oh, don't let the Germans come after Please me. Please stop the pretending oh, no, you're scared, Germans Germans are coming stop after it. me. No, they're so big and stop strong. It. Stop, stop it, Mr. Burns. Oh, stop pretending you're scared of us, Please Stop it. On to Group F, we have the reigning, defending, undisputed World Cup winners of the last time. Uh, yes, because Germany won it back in 2014. Uh, in 2010, they were knocked out in the semi-finals by Spain. And in t- 2006, they got knocked out in the semi-finals by Italy. They haven't actually failed to reach the semi-finals of a World Cup since the return of the millennium. Last time, actually, they got knocked out before the semi-finals was in France 98, where they got the quarter-finals and were knocked out by Croatia. So that's a hell of a run. Obviously, Leroy Sané was left out, which was a little bit controversial, but obviously Germans have a lot of uh, talent to choose from I mean, it's a very solid sort of bet if you if you are you know um, looking at thinking who's going to win putting money on Germany seems to be quite a you know a safe one if, to to an extent and they're five to one on uh, their second favorites to win the competition I wouldn't you know I think that's probably fair I don't know if they've got the squad they had four years ago they haven't even got the um, the actual guy who who won, who got the winning goal at the last World Cup hasn't been picked for this one, but maybe that just shows the strength and depth of the, uh, in terms of who the Germans can choose. Also in that group is Mexico, um, uh, Sweden, and South Korea. You know, I always sort of be rooting for South Korea based on all those years ago in 2002. Probably my favourite World Cup was the 2002 World Cup in Japan and Korea. Because they had all the weird time matches and you got to watch football at school and you got to get up and it was a big event to actually go and watch the football or try and see it. Uh, I remember even watching it in graphics class. It was amazing. Uh, And, you know, South Korea did pretty fantastically in that tournament. They got to the semi-finals, although a lot of it was to do with... uh, Well, they say it was to do with dodgy refereeing. You know, who am I to judge? Uh, But they're not really expected to do much here. I mean, they are... They are rank outsiders as well, 750 to 1. So I think this to- this group is going to finish Germany on top, Mexico second, Sweden third, and South Korea fourth. England is so classy. Every cab has its own butler. Actually, I'm not a butler. I had already hired this cab when you got in, but the more the merrier and all that. <laughs> Make with the tea, Jeeves. Yes, very good, sir. Now we get to the 52 years of hurt part. Oh, you know, it's Group G. It's the group that's got England in. So we'll start by talking about England. England haven't had the greatest run in terms of the World Cups. In 2014, they got knocked out in the group stages. So didn't even get out of that. In 2010, they got knocked out in the last 16 by Germany. That was a game that included the controversial disallowed goal that Frank Lampard should have scored, but obviously it wasn't counted that has pretty much spiralled to bring in goal line technology, which I find very interesting. In 2006, they got knocked out in the quarterfinals by Portugal. Yeah, Portugal was a bit bogey side for the English. Uh, let's look at a squad. A lot of young players that are interesting that have got in, like Trent's, uh, Trent Alexander-Arnold of Liverpool, Ruben Loster's cheek of Chelsea. The main weakness seems to be in defence for the likes of Phil Jones and Gary Cahill. You, I don't really rely on them that much. Interesting choice of Ashley Young, the veteran of Man United, actually getting the World Cup squad. 
The odds for England, let's have a look at them. Uh, they are 18 to 1, and they've got better odds than Portugal, which I don't understand at all. Joining England in the group is Belgium uh, in the last World Cup in 2014. They were knocked out in the quarterfinals by Argentina. And in 2010 and 20, 2006, didn't even qualify. So the Belgium resurgence has been quite recent. I mean, they have some of the best players in the world. You've got Courtois in goal, the Chelsea goalkeeper. Up front, Lukaku, midfields, you've got the likes of Hazard. Kevin De Bruyne, of course, probably the player of the season in the Premier League. So there are a lot of talent from Belgium. It's just a case, it's a bit like England in the mid-2000s, actually, Belgium, because they have a lot of talented players. It's just a case whether they can play together and actually perform and you know, really well. And they're so unproven at international level, it's kind of very new. Um, you know, with Belgium. I mean, they got knocked out of the Euros by Wales as well, which is a bit disappointing for them. They've got pretty decent odds of winning it. They're out at 11 to 1. And if there is a team that's going to win this competition for the first time ever, I think you've got to put your your money on Belgium because to me, they just seem to be the most obvious first time winners. I think anybody else is, is just a no go. Um, but Belgium have a decent chance of winning it. And I think they will win this group. I think. You know, we've also got um, Tunisia and Panama in. Um, not exactly the most favoured teams. Tunisia are a thousand to one, and Panama are two thousand to one. So yeah, not really a lot of hope put by behind Panama, Tunisia. But you never know with the England squad. He lost against Iceland. Maybe they'll lose against Panama as well. Um, so I think this group is going to end up Belgium at the top, England second, Tunisia third, and Panama third. Panama fourth. You can't be both third. But who knows? You know, you never know. England, they could still screw it up. I'd like the phone book for Hokkaido, Japan, please. Okay, here you go. The phone book for Hokkaido, Japan. Thank you. May I please use your phone? Is it a local call? Yes. And on to the final group, which is Group H. In this group, we have Colombia, Poland, Senegal, and Japan. Japan actually are a pretty good team at the minute, and I think they could surprise a few people. Poland, you know, they have the, the goal-scoring abilities of Robert Lewandowski. He doesn't really seem to turn it on completely when we get to an international tournament, so... You know, I mean, might. I mean, I think he was quite a lot favoured to be even Golden Boot at the last Euros, and it just did not happen. So I think he scored one goal. I've gone for a weird one. Here. I've gone Colombia first, Poland second, Japan third, and Senegal fourth. But it could be, you know, it could be anything. Japan could win it or come second. I could see that happening quite easily. Uh, Colombia forty to one actually. So I think if you wanted an interesting bet, they've also, also got them in sweepstake. Colombia would be an interesting bet to see who would win it. Right, let's reveal the results for the quiz we had earlier, which was in or out. Have these players been picked for their countries or have they not? So the first one I gave you was Javi Hernandez. He is in the Mexico side, so well done if you got that right. The second one, Slash and Ibrahimovic for Sweden. 
Yeah, he's out. He's not in the squad. He retired in 2016. There was a bit of a rumour that he might actually return to the squad for this tournament. Cesc Fabregas for Spain. He's out of there, not in the squad. He will actually be on BBC's punditry team, though. Javier Mascherano for Argentina. He's in. David Luiz for Brazil. Nope, he's out. Sideshow Bob, you're not going to the World Cup. Alvaro Morata of Spain. A surprising out. No, the Chelsea striker does not get in the squad. Manuel Neuer of Germany. Yes, he is included. He was given the all clear just weeks before the competition and now is likely to be Germany's number one keeper for the tournament. Raja Nangolin uh, for Belgium. He is out. He retired from international football after he was left out of this squad. Uh, Nani for Portugal. Another shocker. He's out of there. He's not in the squad. I was absolute. This was the one I was like, what? Nani? How can Portugal have 22 better players? Obviously not Ronaldo, but 22 better players than Nani. That's ridiculous. Gonzalo Higuain of Argentina. He's in. Olivier Giroud of France, he's in. And Tim Cahill, Australia, of course Tim Cahill's in. So there you go. I hope you enjoyed that little game. And let me know how you scored on Twitter at 52 Years World Cup. Before we wrap up this um, preview edition of uh, 52 Years World Cup podcast, we have to give you a prediction for who I think is going to win the tournament. I've been really struggling with this. I've been going backwards and forwards and backwards and forwards on who I think is going to win. It's, it's probably the most unpredictable one in a long time because there's no clear-cut favourite, I would say. I know Brazil have been made favourites, but I don't see there's one team guaranteed to win this. I think you always saw the sort of tide swimming with Germany and Spain the last two times out. But this time it's a bit, I suppose it's a bit like 2006. We didn't really know which way it was going to go and Italy sort of ended up winning it. It's just like picking a rabbit out of a hat, really. I'm probably going to go for Belgium because, I don't know, I just think that Belgium might do it and they've got the quality and, you know, if anyone's going to win it for the first time, it's going to be Belgium. But then again, Argentina might win or Germany might win. I don't know. It would be safe to go Germany, but I'm going to try to go on a, out on a, a limb a little bit and say Belgium. So we'll see what happens anyway. So thank you very much for joining me for this uh, preview episode of uh, 52 Years a World Cup podcast. We'll be back on Friday um, looking at the first couple of games in the tournament. Until then, I wish you goodbye and make sure to follow us on Twitter at 52 Years World Cup. See you on Friday and enjoy the football. Hello, Eddie. Hello. Kick it. Yay! Tuggy on! Oh.